Okay, hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and I'm live in, the, in my office and on my laptop. So I uh, hope everyone's doing well. It's March 2nd. It's hard to believe it's March, but the weather outside says it's March. Um, hope we have a great March and not like two feet of snow. But anyway, I um, thought everybody, uh, um, we've been posting a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, we're redoing the website very extensively. A lot of new content is going to be added. So stay tuned and we'll show you some of the changes but this talk is going to be on incidental adrenal lesions and when we talk about incidental omas which is one of the topics there's been a lot of articles recently in the acr and in um, different organizations talking about incidental omas because one of the challenges that always comes up in radiology is the good and bad side of incidental omas now you pick up an important finding you pick up an early lung cancer an early colon cancer and early renal cancer and early pancreatic cancer can save the person's life. That's easy, so we love incidental omas when they work in our favor. But we all know that for every incidental oma that's really um, important, there's other incidental omas which are just not that important. And often a lot of work goes into them, a lot of angst by the patient, should I do something, should I get a biopsy, how often do I follow it up? Just think about the incidental cystic pancreatic lesion that measures a sonometer in a 65-year-old with no family history of any pancreatic cancer. Uh, recommendations now are roughly 10 years of follow-up. Do you do EUS, um, CT, MR? How closely do you follow? When do you need to worry? Again, with the situation that incidental cystic pancreatic lesions, IPMNs at best, 3% will develop into malignancies. Now, following someone for 10 years has its own, forget the cost for a moment, just the sheer anxiety of the patient becomes something that's an issue that's hard to avoid. And we try to do best for our patients. And so it's a lot of uh, people speaking to me, speaking to you about what should I do? Do I need to really get it followed up? When you see a 70-year-old or 75-year-old or even a 65-year-old with an incidental 8-millimeter pancreatic lesion, you say, uh, maybe a 10-year follow-up would be good. That's not the rules, but that's really what you're thinking in your mind. Now, with adrenal, it's one of the more interesting things. As I mentioned, the word incidentaloma really came along with adrenal lesions. When you look at the big picture, without even looking at the case, most adrenal lesions are adenomas. That's it. They're incidental adenomas. Leave alone. Goodbye. Good luck. Adenomas can grow over time. Adenomas can bleed occasionally. They can present with larger masses and be confused with tumors and get resected. So, but most adenomas, we talk about a lesion under 3 or 4 cm, attenuation value under 10 Hounsfield units, well-defined. Some adenomas are lipid poor, so that maybe it measures 20 or 30. Then you look at a washout, you scan the patient at 60 seconds, and then 15 minutes. If the washout is over 60%, then it's a lipid-poor adenoma, again, a leave-alone lesion. Now, the way radiology thinks about incidental lesions is most are benign. You pick up an adrenal lesion, we look at density, we look at washout. Washes out, well, we're in great shape. We know some pitfalls. If something enhances substantially, let's say above 120 and it washes out, even 80% or 70%, you can't call that an adenoma. It's most likely going to be a pheo. Pheos typically enhance above 120, up to 170 usually. Adenomas never go above 110, or almost never, never being a big word. 
So if it goes above 110, I just can't call it an adenoma. It doesn't mean it's necessarily pheo, but you'll get metanephrins and other lab values, and you'll be able to exclude a pheo, and then you'll move on with life. Now, when you look at the uh, radiology literature, JACR, you look at the um, articles from ACR on how to manage adenomas or incidental lesions, it's a very conservative look at size, look at washout, stop there, or move on from there. Now, the challenge, of course, is size alone is not a great criteria. Pheos can be small, particularly hereditary. And I've seen this year a couple adrenal cortical carcinomas under 15 millimeters, but in those cases, the patient had symptoms like Cushing's. So one of the important things with adrenal lesions, when you say incidental findings, you're also making the assumption the patient has no clinical symptoms. When you look at the endocrine literature, what the endocrinologists are saying, hey, radiology, you're saying incidental lesion, you measure, you wash out, leave alone. We're saying, hey, an incidental adrenal lesion might be a chance for us to pick up an unsuspected hyperfunctioning adrenal tumor. So what they say in their literature is get lab values. Well, lab values for adrenal are not cheap, and they need lab values to rule out Pheo, rule out Cushing's, aldosteroma. It's a lot of money. It's very expensive. And who's going to see the patient? At the Cleveland Clinic, I'm told that on their reports, when there's an incidental adrenal lesion, they'll say it's incidental radiology criteria, show no suggestion of malignancy, but we can exclude a hyperfunctioning lesion and lab values are, are requested as indicated. So there is a lot of push in the endocrine literature about incidental lesions being the chance of picking up a hypersecreting tumor. If you follow the radiology rules, you won't do that. It's an incidental finding asymptomatic. Washout good, density good, stop. So this idea about what to do becomes very critical. If every time you see an incidental adrenal lesion, you then have to say, advise lab values, think about your ER, think about the cost to the system. Now, you know, things like Cushing's and things like Pheos are difficult to diagnose in some sense. Hypertension, um, obesity, I mean, those are all causes, and I'm not going to make light of the possibility of an adrenal lesion being functioning, but I think it's a real challenge how you manage that in the incidental scenario. Should you get lab values on everybody? Because obviously the patient's not presenting with Cushing's or hypertension, they're presenting for some other reason, and then we find the adrenal nodule. Should everybody go to lab tests? Lab tests, who's going to monitor the patient? Do they need to go to an endocrinologist? There aren't that many endocrinologists around. You look at your own institution, what's the next available slot to see an endocrinologist? And now if I added all of these lab values, all these incidental findings, what's going to happen? Now, in the future perhaps with AI, AI will be a big impact on adrenal lesions. So one thing is, can AI be more likely to look at lesions and say, well, this is an adenoma, but it's suspicious that it may have some features that would make you think about getting lab values. That's a possibility. I'm not sure how real that is. 
But the other thing might be is get lab values, and then the computer will look and say, okay, here's the CT, here's the lab values, this is nothing, goodbye, or go see an endocrinologist. I'm not sure of the answer, but it's one of those things which also has a challenge, a potential challenge, of driving a medical cost because, as I mentioned, adrenal hormone lab values are not cheap. They're very, very expensive. It's not in the hundreds of dollars, it's in the thousands of dollars. So again, how often will you pick up an incidental FIO? Well, we say most FIOs are incidental, but it's rare for a FIO to be non-vascular, okay? We see them occasionally, but that's rare. Again, what do we do? I think that's going to be the challenge of adrenal incidental omas. What do you do at your hospital or your outpatient center? Do you have a disclaimer at the bottom that's not, maybe it was not a disclaimer. Do you have a note at the bottom that says advise correlation with lab values to look for the potential of a functioning incidental adrenal tumor? Or you just look at it and say there's an adenoma next case and don't worry about correlating adenomas that are functioning with your non-functioning. Assuming if they were functioning, the patient would have symptoms and that would have been one of the reasons you did the study. It's a very good question. It's a very tricky question. We want to do what's best for the patients, but at this point, I'm not 100% positive. The frequency of incidental findings is low. The cost of workups is high, and with any lab values, you're going to have patients who kind of have borderline, patients who have other findings that all of a sudden you begin into this million-dollar workup and start chasing things for no reason. So I don't have a perfect answer. I recommend you all know the radiology criteria, read it again in the JACR or in the ACR website, and then look at the endocrinologist. Look at Endocrine Society Guidelines for Incidental Adrenal Lesions. It's good to read that. Speak to your endocrinologist. Maybe there's a lot of interest at your institution in doing that monitoring. I think it's gonna vary from place to place, um, but you need to have an answer. So with that, I'll leave you with the questions. Get back to us, tell us what you do. I see the only people I can say hi to, John Viacchino from Body CT. Hey John, what happening? Across the streets, John's on lunch break, obviously. Um, and to everybody else, I hope you have a great day and hope you have a great start to March.